Join us today as we resume part two of Teen Guest Insights, where my daughter offers crucial wisdom and feedback on how to parent teens. You're not going to want to miss these final insights. Let's get started. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. And what about when it comes to boundaries and discipline? Do you have any suggestions on that? I think getting their input and asking, obviously this isn't always going to work, but kind of asking, hey, you did this thing that you knew you weren't supposed to do, or maybe even just double checking that they knew they weren't supposed to do it, because a lot of the time it is like innocent mistakes. If it's a repeated thing, then that's a little different, but if it's like they made a mistake and they like honestly seem to like not realize what they were doing, just kind of, number one, make sure that they know what they did wrong. And then number two, just asking their input and saying, okay, you know what you did. You know that you did this wrong. Just making sure that they know that they, like what they did wasn't right. This is something that you did wrong. What do you think is a fair, like how can I make sure to help you know that this isn't okay? Natural consequence that will help you not do it again, but also isn't totally unreasonable get their buy-in mm-hmm. when it comes to boundaries and disciplining or natural consequences mm-hmm. get their feedback before even giving it it is it is interesting the kid too because i've done this with one of the other kids and they often give themselves worse consequences than i would mm-hmm. which is so funny to me you think it'd go the other way but yeah i actually do like doing that appreciate that feedback too I don't know how many other parents do that I don't always do that but sometimes I do do you think that works pretty well for us I think it generally the only time it doesn't work well is when kids say I don't know and they just mm-hmm. stay there like okay well that's not very effective <laughs> but I think it's a good place to start for sure the thing that I learned from navigating all of this with you is just to make sure that there's regular check-ins and that neither party is feeling resentful or frustrated. And if there is, which is a natural part of the human experience, right? Just to explore that with some curiosity and sit on it for a little bit, even if you need to, so that you're not approaching it from anger and not really resolving it. Mm -hmm. And try to be like Mm open-minded about like the other person's perspective, because if in your mind you're like, no, they are the, like, they're the only issue. And like this, it's all their fault then it's not obviously not going to be 
yourself. And that was the other thing I went to. Because if you're just sitting in that frustrated spot, it's easy to want to blame or shame or sit in that anger. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at it from a curiosity standpoint or putting yourself in their perspective or remembering what it was like for me as a teen or for you to put yourself in even my shoes, mm-hmm. what it might feel like to be a mom, even though it's probably a little harder for you to <laughs> imagine. <laughs> and this is for listeners, but during adolescence, teenagers often go through this stage of self-discovery, which is really normal and developmentally appropriate. But this is where it's important to embrace that independence. And like I mentioned before, your friends often become a very important part of shaping teens' identities. It's so important to help them gain a little bit more control over time and responsibility for things like curfew and bedtime and activities. Like Lily and I were just talking about this the other night, where, again, this is a personal decision, but I trust her so much at this point where I'm not too nervous and often we go to bed early. And one, oh, it was during a dance, <laughs> you came home and you said somebody got hit by a no, yeah, somebody yeah, got somebody hit by a hit car by. and you didn't get home till later. And I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't know. I would have been really worried because <laughs> I'd fallen asleep. But knowing full well that you are responsible enough and the only reason you'd be coming home late is for something out of the ordinary. And I can trust you until you show that you're not trustworthy. And in which case I would very much stay awake and be texting you like crazy or going out to find you. But I haven't mm-hmm. had to do that. Knock on wood. Thank heavens, <laughs> and I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you also letting me have some degree of independence, because I know with a lot of my friends in college now, it's, a lot of them have never spent more than a week away from their parents. Their parents always, like, spoon fed them exactly what to do and exactly when to do it, and they are not doing very well in college. Yeah, it's a big adjustment, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I was going to mention, that helicopter parents or the ones that are, no, you need to do this. They micromanage everything. Mm-hmm. That creates very anxious children that are very fearful to do anything in life. And if you can slowly give them more independence, not that they're going to be free of anxiety, but they will be able to be more brave in certain things and feel we trust them to do things and that the power is in them, even if it's scary, because it's going to be scary when you're practicing something new, right? When it comes to curfew, bedtime, activities, Over time, slowly introducing more and more control as they get closer to adulthood, but still establishing those clear and reasonable boundaries is really important in that regard. Do you have any thoughts on that, Lily? Not really. Just kind of what I said. Just it's important for us to have at least some degree of independence before we move out because, you know, you're kind of just all of a sudden on your own. So (laughs) if it's not like... A full 180 transition that makes it easier. Yeah, so giving them more autonomy, more independence and freedom as long as they are being respectful of those limits. You're saying you support that? Yes. I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) So again, that's a reasonable level of independence. It's not being beyond what their brains are capable of. Like like we talked about, your your brain is still developing and to have you do things that are in the realm of total adulthood would also be irresponsible on the part of a parent too. All right, Lilia, time to pay my taxes. You know, that would be actually kind of fantastic. But yes, I, I still I still do that. So what do you think would help teens navigate these years as they're transitioning into adulthood? 
more confidently. I think, just kind of what I said earlier, communication is very important. So please, please communicate. Also, <laughs> when you commit to things, fully commit to them and stick with it until the end. Because if you're like going to half commit to things, people are kind of just going to know you as the person that might show up. And that is not a good reputation for you to have. Are you talking about like you and your activities and things like that? Or just what? in anything. Like it's very frustrating to everybody else with anything, with school, with work, with sports teams, with musical and ensembles. If you're not being like a good team player and you're not fully committing to things. Like if you have a boss that's like, oh yeah, I don't know. They might show up to work today. Like that's not a good reputation for you to have. Yeah. So it's important for you to be reliable. So if parents mm -hmm. are getting in the way of that, that's really distressing too. Yeah. I have some friends who their parents will like, just, they like, they won't let them follow through some of their commitments that they like originally agreed to. There was a girl in color guard who, she doesn't live here anymore, but her parents definitely were, had some interesting opinions about certain things and just would just decide not, they were just like, yeah, you don't need to go today, which was really weird to us. And she was not very happy about it either because she was like, no, I want to go. Like, I committed to this. And her parents would just be like, eh, it's okay. You don't need to show up. And that was very frustrating. And she couldn't drive, so she couldn't go. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that being frustrating for teens as well when that doesn't give them that sense of power or control and feeling almost in that regard, like rebellious when you've communicated it, it doesn't matter, and there's very little that you can do because that's outside of your control and that can harm the relationship. So some of the things that I've learned through working with you, and we've talked about this a lot, but you're my guinea pig, and my sadly for you, <laughs> we didn't know what we didn't know in some cases, and so you're teaching us, you're helping us learn and understand. Some of those things we knew intuitively, and some of them we had to repent, say sorry, and try again, unfortunately for you. I think that I've learned kind of like what Lily is saying, I'm still learning to communicate and to work through frustrations maybe faster. And I think apologizing a lot more, that's not something that I was always good at. So I'm trying to get better and better at that. But yeah. And putting deposits into that relationship and allowing you to have more autonomy and freedom over time expecting the best sometimes that's hard when you've already talked about something but expecting mm -hmm. the best and keep trying I'm, I definitely don't always nail that but yeah. really trying to do that another thing that's hard is when you would come to me really distressed or emotional it seemed really bad in the moment because you were so upset mm -hmm. it was to try not to fix things but to just listen and to validate your feelings and mm -hmm. often I think as parents we just want to fix it to help you feel better mm -hmm. and that just is not teaching you much. Really, you just want to be held and comforted and validated in those moments. As we do those things, then you're able to feel better and go and solve it yourself. And in that way, your confidence grows. Mm -hmm. Two things I have to kind of say about is number one, please validate your child's feelings. I, this definitely isn't the way it is for all children. I feel like if I come to you guys with like something, I'm like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. If you guys want, yeah, that is like a very valid concern in some way acknowledging that it's okay for me to feel that way, that's very upsetting to me. Also, asking for they have any idea what they need, because I know when my health was kind of not great, I think you guys 
thought that it would be best for me if you took certain things away, didn't let me do certain things, and I absolutely see where you're coming from, but I think that almost stressed me out more to the point where I didn't want to come to you guys anymore, because I was like, oh, if I tell them all this, then they're gonna not let me go to, like, dance or something like that. So what do you think would be best in the scenario? So kind of like I said earlier, is just, like, getting your kids' input. And obviously, we've spoken about, we don't have fully developed brains yet, right. but it is kind of nice to have at least that, oh, they care what I think. Like, they care what I have to suggest. Definitely. Like, hearts open when you ask people their opinion and when you show them that you trust them. So doing that with kids, even though they're teens and, like you said, your brain isn't fully developed and you may not always know, honoring them in that way is what you're saying, it sounds like. And the hard part about being a parent is sometimes Mm -hmm. your kids don't have the experience or the wisdom to recognize what is best for them and having to be the bad guy sometimes. For sure. We don't always know, but just not quickly jumping to, oh, I know for a fact that this is the issue and this is instantly what we should do, just kind of like asking them, because maybe you don't know the full picture. Right. Yeah, I can see that. And I think in that conversation, because we went back and forth for a while, last year was rough for you. I mean, sophomore year, let's be honest, is rough for a lot of people. But you had a lot of things going on and we were feeling uncomfortable about your pace. I don't think you necessarily even had the wisdom or the self-awareness quite as much as you do now. Mm -hmm. And it did come to the point where we're like, hey, this is not healthy. And we thought that it was going to have to be this part where we took it away from you. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you ended up deciding for yourself to drop Color Guard, even though you loved it. So you were able to finally do that on your own, but really resistant to it for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to work through as parents sometimes when your kids don't see it. I don't know if I can take credit for this or not. You came <laughs> in an amazing way. But you do have two parents that are both counselors and obviously still very human. (laughs) But I think you have a level of self-awareness and emotional intelligence that maybe others don't have because it's not really a conversation as much Mm -hmm. or a cultural norm in their family. Mm -hmm. And if you are even struggling with it, just imagine homes where they don't even talk about feelings. Yeah. I don't really know how they do it, to be honest. (laughs) It's it's hard enough as it is, isn't it? I really appreciate you being on the podcast today and sharing your insights. As a teen, I think a lot of parents are often at their wit's end knowing how to go about this the best way and not just maintain a relationship, but improve the relationship right before you leave, before you graduate, really Mm -hmm. making it better than it's ever been instead of disconnected and wanting to strangle each other. (laughs) I think this will help a lot of parents and I really appreciate you being on. Even just in our relationship, the things that we talked about today was helpful for me going back and reflecting on those things. Just remembering to validate, remembering to ask your opinion, even about consequences or discipline or reminders. And when it comes to quality time versus quantity time, it doesn't have to be these big things, but really reminding both the parent and the child, are we making deposits? How do we like to get deposits? Do we feel like we're being heard and do we feel like both sides are giving, even if it's a small amount, so that there can be more connection instead of just this big volcano building and building. And then there's a rupture and there needs to be repair. Mm -hmm. I guess it comes down to check-ins and dates. That's one thing we didn't talk about. 
we have gone on dates. I try to go on kids' dates on and off. And you are now to the point where it's really hard to pin you down for dates. Yeah. <laughs> so our dates are more tiny little things we okay. talked about. That makes you feel better. That's how it is with hanging out with friends. I'm like, they're like, you want to hang out? I'm like, yes, I'm free on June 22nd at 2 p.m. How does that sound? <laughs> like yeah. scheduling with a doctor. Yes, especially now with your job and everything. It's a little bit different, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I sure love you, and I'm grateful for your insight, and it was fun to have you on. This will be fun to listen to in, like, 10 years and laugh about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, remember that time when you were that teenager that had a lot of insight and would also do those funny things where you would scream (laughs) and laugh and cry all within three minutes? Do you remember when we were in Disney World? No, it was Disneyland. And I was, like, super hormonal. And I cried about, because I can't remember why, but, like, someone used my spoon for something, and I was not having it. So I was, like, bawling my eyes out in Disneyland over a spoon. Yeah, wasn't there something about a spork, too? Probably. I don't I think I was, like, had gotten so emotionally worked up at that point where I'm like, why don't we just all use sporks? That way this isn't an issue anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, we were all so overwhelmed. But, yes, that was a really hard day for you. And another one of those, (laughs) I can't believe this is the conversation. This is really entertaining. And we're just going to try to be patient. But to be fair, you guys had to be really patient with me on that, too. I think we're all a little bit crazy like on that. Day trip. four, we were all done. It was amazing, but it was pretty rough, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you back when you're in the next stage. How to navigate college life with your child. I don't want to think about that for now. <laughs> Thank you again. And we appreciate you coming on. And thank you, my friends, for listening in today. Hopefully this was insightful and beneficial for you as you navigate life with your own teen. And as always, just a reminder to go to fulfillmenttherapy.org to sign up for our women's and men's retreat in Costa Rica in June of 2024. Sign up now while there is still some limited space available and you will not want to miss it. It is going to be life-changing, especially when it comes to maximizing your personal life, your family relationships, and your faith. It's time to invest in yourself, and it doesn't hurt that it is in beautiful Costa Rica, chock full of amazing, unforgettable experiences. It is worth every penny and so much more. So hop on over, Or email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com for any questions about that retreat so you can go ahead and get signed up. My friends, I hope you find joy today and fulfillment and that you shine boldly and brightly as you spread those positive ripples. Take care and God bless. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram, 
or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.